I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. That was such an obnoxious laugh. It was cute. I just started it. Why is it so dark in here? Because it's Halloween. It's literally March, June. <laughs> it's literally not I always March. assume that if it's not my birthday, it's March. I feel like March is a really long month. March is the longest month of the year, and I don't know why. Is it because of da- is daylight savings in March? I think because every person I know was born in March. There's so many birthdays, I feel like it literally takes 25 months. And it's like the last month of school and spring break and finals, so it's like a really weird month. Everyone's birthday is always in August, I feel like, because I love the spotlight. And I'm like, say, I'm one, Leo. Those, I'm one of those people who's like who has a birthday month, not a birthday day. I have a birthday month. So I have a birthday it's August, hour. it's my birthday. Do you? And that so hour sad. spent crying. That's, why? Do you cry on your birthdays? I cry every day, but I always cry on my birthday. It makes me very, very depressed. So super fun note. Wow, that was really sad. Are you okay inside? 
I be doing that though. I be saying most depressing shit. People, are you okay? I'm like, bestie, yes. <laughs> I'm chilling. But then on the opposite side, that's so funny because you'll say something like so depressing, and someone's like, bro. But then, like at the same time, if someone, if like you come in looking so happy, and someone's like, oh hey, how you doing? Are you okay? And I'm like, like no. no. I'll never forget. Starbucks in front of my ex boyfriend too. That was funny. I was gonna like update everybody. Oh my god, you guys. Sorry about your eardrums just then, but we're gonna, Sydney and I are gonna go grab drinks with Eve, who was featured on one of our episodes, like what, four or five, five, six, seven, eight episodes ago? Yeah. Now it's like, that's my favorite episodes too. Yeah. So prepare for some pictures. Yeah, she was great. She's a really good, really good guest. Yeah. Yeah. Are we okay? Y'all, we're like literally, I can keep saying that. It's like summer, but it doesn't feel like summer. Like I feel like I'm I'm working all day, every day. And then and then I'm studying. And then when I'm not studying, I'm sleeping. When I'm not sleeping, I'm working. It's, it's a heinous, it's a heinous cycle. To but, us, I feel like it's just hot outside at this point. Like ew. nothing changed except for the weather, which really sucks. Yeah. When it's hot, I don't want to be doing nothing. Yeah. It, I wake up sweating. Errol. This is the first summer that I haven't been down the shore for like half of it. And I'm like, I'm really upset about it. Yeah. I miss it. Like I was explaining to my parents because like I'm going on a trip that I haven't told them about yet and by myself. And I was like, in my head, this is my reasoning. I'm like, I have not been able to go on like a spring break or a summer trip in college or my last few years of high school because my parents were moving. And um, in height in college, it was... Corona obviously like literally wiped out half our college experience. I only went on one trip in my entire college years, freshman year to Palm Beach, Florida. Mind you, I'm two hours from there, so it's not even like a trip. It's kind of like a go down the street and come back. So I'm paying for the trip myself. I'm super excited. They're gonna find out the week before I go. That should be a fun conversation. But it's like I didn't get to have my fun like abroad summer or my abroad fall like we had planned on doing with me and Sarah. So this is like my last chance to travel because when it comes to law school, I'm going to be working every summer. Then I'm going to be working 15-hour days for six years straight to maybe get two days of vacation. So like this is my last time to like travel. So I'm taking Good for you, as you should, because especially for the past, oh my God, like four weeks, you've been bogged with LSAT studying and just like work and stuff. Like you deserve it more than because I, I get it. Like I have, I, I have, um, I have so many jobs, but I'm also not studying for an exam. And I feel like I'd rather be doing what I'm doing than studying for an exam, even though like that is going to help benefit you. And like, you're going to have such a better job than I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, I just, I feel for you is what I'm saying. So I just can't even imagine. Yeah. I'll at least start crying at my desk today at work. Cute. And I was like, if someone walked in, that'd be so awkward. I didn't have a reason to cry. You know, when you're just like so overwhelmed with like your body's going like, eh, cry. Yeah. My body wants to eat. Oh my god, my throat just made the weirdest noise. It was like, rah. My body is either cry or fart. That's my oh, reaction to everything. Or shit. Don't forget about shit. Or shit. Yeah. Guys, wait, this is so fucking funny. I thought I had a tapeworm yesterday. Brush, she, she made me look at it. I did. Would you like to tell that story? Yeah. So I literally hear Sarah horror scream from the couch. Horror scream? No, literally scream top of her. She's so dramatic. She's like, ah, in the bathroom. And I was like, are you okay? And she was like, I, I can't even say it out loud. And then she runs from her. Back from the bathroom to her her room, I could literally hear sniffles, and I'm like, "What the hell?" I was like, "What's going on?" And she's like, "Refused to tell me." 
So finally, I was like, she kept going back and forth to the bathroom. So I was like, what's going on here? Like, I'm so concerned. And then she was like, Sydney, I literally have a tapeworm. And mind you, all I know about tapeworms is that like, I saw it on TikTok that they're like 30 feet long and come out of your ass. So I was like, Sarah, how do you know? And she's like, I just know. And I was like, oh God. So she's literally panicking, freaking out. So I was like, fine, I will just look at it and give you my advice as to whether it's a tapeworm or not. Her, med- is- her medical professional advice Yes, my as a PhD doctor. in opinions. Yes. Um, mind you, we're very close. I think that was our closest moment ever, though. That was really... I literally just looked at, I looked at, at your poop. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> I looked at your poop. She opens the napkin. It's literally a stick. I was like, Sarah, it's not a tapeworm. She's like, yes, it is. It literally looks like one. Me. Pulls a picture of a tapeworm. I was like, Sarah, that doesn't look like a tapeworm. She was like, no, but it is. It's a fragment. I was like, Sarah, okay. So she literally like goes out in the pouring dramatic rain, thunderstorm. It was storming. It was literally a torrential downpour. To urgent care, holding her shit in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> Mind you, she's like playing with it. I'm like, Sarah, stop touching it. And so she finally gets to urgent care and she comes back and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? She has like tears streaming down her face. She was like, I have to get blood work done. And she starts laughing. She's like, oh, I'm joking. It's not a tapeworm. They were like, what? And I was like, Sarah, got me worked up here thinking you're about to die or something. It was so funny because I read online because obviously I knew it wasn't as long as a tapeworm, but I read online that like fragments could come out of your booty hole. (laughs) Your booty hole? (laughs) You sound like my little brother. (laughs) So I saw it and it, I think it was just like because I had eaten a lot of veggies that day. So. <laughs> yeah, if you have a if you have like a sensitive stomach, I just saw I'm so sorry. I swear it's gonna be a very good episode. And once we start the episode, this is just an update on Sarah's once, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> the state of her butthole. Like I'm scared for Vegas. The way we're gonna be like, oh my god, it's your birthday. Oh my well, because three years into living in New York City, I can still go to a rooftop bar and like almost faint over the skyline and be like, oh my God, do you see this fucking You say that every time you go out. You're like, New York is so beautiful. The Empire State Building, oh my God, it's glowing. She's glowing. Imagine how I'm going to be when I see the Bellagio Fountain. I just told people where we're staying. It's fine. We're staying at the Bellagio. Yeah, I'm sure they'll come find us. Yeah. I'm <laughs> um, sure people care. People care. So much. But imagine Bruh. when I see that fountain in like the Vegas Strip. Oh my God. I don't know, like, what happened if I've, like, gained wrinkles or something over the last, like, week. Gained wrinkles? Yeah, because I know black doesn't crack, but, you know, sometimes there's, like, exceptions to the rule. Um, I just learned during theorems. But when did it go from me getting carded, because, like, I look so youthful, to last night, Sarah and I went out to, like, this event at the Standard Hotel in wherever the Standard is, in Chelsea. Chelsea. And this girl's like, do you guys have kids? And I was like... You think these thighs and this sort of Well, no, the first question was, what, uh, do you guys have husbands or wives? And I was like... I so did. We really went from, are you are you above the age of 21 to, oh my God, how old are your kids? Bruh, when did we make this time jump? Yeah. Do I look like I have kids? I am a kid. I don't I was know. Her. I was her. I also looked very... I was also was so bloated and I kept rubbing my stomach like I was literally holding octuplets because I, IBS, <laughs> I was so bloated. Bruh, right now... Something's wrong with me. No. It's been so painful. I keep seeing IBS TikToks. I'm like, damn it. Yeah. The guy likes probably listening to this. Like, oh, that's super attractive and romantic. It's as soon as we press the goddamn record button. You never hear it. It's... I never hear it when I listen to the episodes. Because I cut it out. Oh. I cut it all out. Okay, booty besties. 
Woody best time for the episode. Yeah. Oh, that was the most like un- anticlimactic <laughs> transition ever. Anyway, speaking of <sighs> boys that we like, so we did a dating episode last week, and like we talked about first dates, but we were kind of like, we get so many DMs on the regular asking for because we love. I be all I be up at like two a.m. texting people on Instagram that I've never met because I love talking to people. <laughs> so besties DM crying in public, we'll have a little chit chat. And I actually got to know a lot of these girls like very closely. And I even had a guy DM us today, and he was like, "I found you guys on Spotify." And, like, I vibe with y'all so hard. Like, my girlfriend just moved away. Can give me advice, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. And so we were like, we might as well do a fucking advice show. And so we put on our, our Instagram stories. And we got a lot of a lot of questions. And we're so excited. Watch this be, like, a part one, part two type thing. Because there's so many. I'm actually very excited. Yeah. But we're going we're gonna to get into it. And how we're going to do this, I think, is that Sydney's going to read all of the questions. I can't take you seriously in those glasses. Please keep, never take them off. No. Because these glasses look, on Sarah, they look like Audrey Hepburn. Um, you know, like the guy that did those weird vines where like, he had the kids' glasses on, like from gas station. Yeah. With, like the dinosaurs on them. That's well, first of all, it's 8.48 p.m. It's pitch black outside. And Cindy's wearing sunglasses and we're also inside and the lights are also on. So I'm bad bitch. She, that's exactly. why my life is so sunny and so bright and so is my future so I have to wear glasses or maybe I'm just so gorgeous you're, yes, awesome. you're a star <laughs> I'm Leo so what I was saying is Sydney's gonna read the questions just cause that's easiest probably and then we're gonna go from there yes we will <sighs> okay so I'm gonna try and like Sorry. you wanna buy a helicopter I wanna rent a helicopter for free cause I wanna sponsor shit bruh I don't be doing helicopters I see all them stuff. Watch uh, well, those drop you in front of the Hudson River or something. Would you come on a helicopter with me to the Hamptons? Uh, maybe. And sit in the back with the doors closed. Bro, I'm be ha- I'm like you got extra seatbelts. Uh uh. I'm moving that. I'm say flight. Flight. What they call flight drivers? Yeah, fl- pilots. Yes. Oh my god, you're so funny. I'm gonna say, where are your credentials at? Let me see that. Like you know how nail technicians always have their credentials sitting like right behind them when they do your nails. Yeah, that's what I want pilots to be. Exactly. I want them to have their credentials. I want I want reviews. I want Yelp reviews. I hate that when you look up like restaurants on maps, it will tell you like the Yelp reviews when you click on it. You have to download the app. I'm not downloading that app. Don't tease me like that. Anyway, so I'm reading through the DMs. I'm like, oh, juicy, juicy. So we're gonna start with some general like questions, and then we're gonna have our little break. And then we're going to do some like personal long questions and then some more general ones to close the show. I don't know why I just gave you guys like a play-by-play. But they I needed it. Cute, they so. wanted mm-hmm. it. They were striving for it. So welcome to Advice in Public. That's not really a thing. I just said that, but we're going to go with it. Advice Corner with a K. Yes. Girl, that sounds like KKK. How? <laughs> it has a K in it. <laughs> Anything with a K in it, I assume is racist. Kangaroo is a K in it. Are kangaroos racist? Yep. Are killers people. racist? Probably. What? I said killers. Definitely yes. So They're called police. Are <laughs> koalas yes. racist? Yes, they have chlamydia. Are okay. I don't know. I give the up. The Kardashians. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Chloe. Oh, that means all of them are racist. Yeah, you know they Chloe, all have an obsession with black dick Kim. and mixed children. Okay. So I figure I, I was just on it. What the fuck? Let's get into the general ones, youngins. First question. How long after talking slash dating should I be wondering about the status of our relationship? Um, let me go first. You want to go first? I feel like you need to go first. Yeah. I have... So I believe in the number three. Probably because I went to Catholic school. But Lucky whatever. number? 
No, I oh. just went to Catholic school. Oh. And they drilled Trilogy 3 into the brain. Because think about it. Three. Like, three is all being religion and two. But also, uh, Trilogy, the album by The Weeknd, great. Trilogy books are always great. Um, three, Hunger three, Games. Three by uh, Britney Spears. One, two, three. Dun, 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 dun. It's about a threesome, but whatever. Fifty Shades of Grey. Those had three books. Yes. We read so much. Hunger Games. Fifty Shades of so Grey. <laughs> Um, Divergent. <laughs> you guys did it. We did. We did like a interview with like a book company yeah. for the podcast, and Sarah didn't know that the company was like a book company. So as we're in the interview, she's under the table typing up good books to say that you liked her. <laughs> and I was like, "Girl, uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was good because the interview really wasn't centered that much about like what books do you read, like what exact books do you read." So I would have been like, "Yes, yeah, Sarah, tell us about your just favorite." Shut book. up! Literally, she's like Hunger Games and the Harry Potter. I just love Harry Potter. I said that in the interview. So I was like, okay. Because <laughs> it was our friend doing the interview, so she knows I'm a dumb bitch. Yeah, I'm so dead. Keep going. So okay. how, how long so, do you think? The no- three months? Three months. Okay. Because I think that's the perfect amount of time to get to know someone. Just not even saying, like, are we boyfriend or girlfriend, but to get to a point where we're like, where do you want this relationship to go? Because I think if you surpass that time, because that's when feelings start to develop, at least, or, like, you have a sense of how you feel about someone. If... You are in that moment, three months out from meeting someone, going on consistent dates, talking every day, etc. And you can't say, I want to be with this person or I do not. Then you don't know what you want. And it's not fair to the other person to keep them dragged on through something like that, you know? Because that's after that point, things hurt. Like, it's going to hurt no matter how long you've known each other. But after three months is when, like, the pain, pain starts because you develop attachment. So in my rule book, Sydney's rule book of dating three months is the mark not like exactly the date but like three months of getting to know each other if it's consistent so that is my answer well i completely agree with that i think three months is an amazing answer just like a default answer because even if you're not going to like establish whether or not you're being exclusive at least you're establishing that you're on the same page and if you're not on the same page i don't think it's worth it i completely agree but i think it'd be fun for me to uh, sprinkle a little bit of my own personal experience in here because when Pony and I first started dating I was like delaying delaying like having that conversation and then we actually didn't end up having it for like five months instead of like three and I don't think it um the way we approached this conversation was Pony was like where are we and I was like I don't know but I want to go to college and like be free and he was like okay fine with me like he he was so mature about it and then three hours went by, and I was like, hmm. Three. He was hmm. a little too okay with that. Three and hours. And so then I realized. Three. <clears throat> exactly. Continue. And then I realized, like, through kind of his demeanor and the fact that he was, like, so respectful, I realized, like, how much I was actually really into him and that it was all just me being super scared and in my head and self-sabotaging. Because yeah. I was also texting you the entire day. Yeah. being like, That's when the one thing I, I say do. to you, Sarah, stop self-sabotaging. Yeah. I do it It's a, a true thing. I still it's do it to thing. this day. I do it, too. All the time. It's a natural instinct, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I agree. Three months. I think there's also a two-part question answer to that. I think mm-hmm. there's two threes. One is the three dates to you is three months i think after three dates you should be able to like discern whether or not this is gonna be like a hookup thing mm. or if it's like oh, we're gonna start talking every day hanging out more going on serious dates is after three dates you can so tell or like yeah like i usually have the three date rule about sleeping with guys where i that's when i decide if i'm comfortable enough with someone to even like consider the thought which obviously girl if you on the first night that's also gonna be too um no judgment like whatsoever i think just because i'm a very I have anxious, anxious attachment style, so I like worry about about things. So for me, it gives me enough time to like process my feelings for someone, 
in that time period. So I think three is match number. Three dates to figure out like how you feel, where you want to like kind of go. Three months to define. For me, after the three-day mark, I feel like I always – or three dates, not three-day. Three-date mark, I would always like miss the signs that they were trying to like go a certain way because I was so set in my ways that like – I would have this guy be texting me like all the time and every day and I'm just like oh leave me alone this is so annoying and so like annoyed that I wasn't even thinking about like what they were trying to do and like what relationship they were trying to establish i.e. the self-sabotage re the self-sabotage it's like the three date thing for me is also seeing if people respect me it's like so many guys will like give you the p's and q's over like bumble and tinder until they get into your pants suddenly they're rude they're dismissive they're ghosting you but I know at least after three dates you respect me enough or like enough to like want to respect me in that way so I feel comfortable like being vulnerable with him sexually emotionally mentally etc so that's why I think I did that from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god we've summoned something from this board this is uncanny USA He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great tasting, all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbionica.com. C Y M B I O. TIKA.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Okay, number two. Because, like, we always talk too much, and we don't get through enough of them, so our goal is to spend, like, two to three minutes on each question. Yes, go. Let's go. Okay. Number two, I'm 18 and about to go to college. I've never been on a date or kissed. Okay, I think that's just the whole thing. 
Um, girl, I was right there with you. I okay. So my history is a little bit weird. I, if you guys know what the bases are, um, I guess I'm like Chicken Little and I can't read the numbers. I went straight to second before I did first or home. So yeah. So I feel like there's no right. That's one thing I hate about movies, like coming of age movies. Because number one, that's what every single TV show and movie marketed to anyone below the age of 30 is about is high school or going to college. And they always push like, oh no, you can't leave high school and be a virgin or never been kissed. Like you're like the the ugly maid. And I pressured myself so much about that because I was like so insecure in high school also that I was like, maybe I'm just not likable. I'm not lovable because guys aren't into me that way or no one's into me that way. I didn't have my first kiss or have sex until senior year of high school where I was also 18. So I think don't pressure yourself because I rather I would have rather waited with someone I really liked and respected me and like made me feel good about myself instead of just like rushing with the first five foot four guy who looked my way. So I think while yes, it might feel like societal pressure to like rush things, I think prioritize your mental health, your value and your worth and wait until it's someone that you think respects you. It could be a one night stand, it could be a bar hop guy, it could be your future husband, your future wife, future partner, whatever. But I think as long as you feel comfortable and don't feel rushed or pressured, then do it on your own time, girl. There's no timeline for that. I completely agree. Like, there's just nothing I would say uh, contradicting what you said. Uh, I think literally there is no amount of pressure put on your first anything. Because my first everything bases home through four home run whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they all sucked <laughs> they all literally sucked but I'm glad they did because it gave me experience and I don't regret it and like in all four of those bases I didn't feel rushed in any way whatsoever but it really makes me upset when a lot of like at this point 14 or 15 year olds are always like oh my god I literally have to do this right now and oh my god I have to give a blowjob for the first time and I'm like no you don't I didn't know what a blowjob was until I was literally a senior in high school I was me like I have, to do, I have to put that in there ew yeah I always thought a, a blowjob had something to do with a blow dryer when yeah. I was little, so I was so surprised when it was like, no, his 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 pee pee goes in your mau mau. I was like, what? Bro, when I was literally a senior in a relationship, I thought that if I took a bath with the guy, I could get pregnant. Like, it floating in the water near me. So did I from Glee. Or like, no, just I just thought that. Or like, if no, we no, cuddled, no, I thought it from Glee. Oh, like if we cuddled and there was not enough like fabric between us, it would like touch it. And that's going to a Catholic school and not having any fucking sex ed. Anyway, question number three. Advice on being friends with benefits without catching feelings. I'll take oh, this well. one first. Yeah, I'll let you take that. Um, so when you get involved with someone and you are like seeing it going towards a friends with benefits relationship rather than a uh, exclusive relationship, I think the first thing you have to do is ask yourself, are you doing it because your friends are doing it? Are you doing it because uh, society is telling you to do it? Are you doing it because like third wave feminism is telling you to do it which I'm a third wave feminist believe me I'm, I'm, like, a, feminine, I'm, I'm a, a gremlin I'm a third wave feminist I'm a third wave feminist I'm a third wave man eater so I think like you know completely support it but like uh, make sure you're not doing it because like Rue from Euphoria is telling you to do it and make sure that like you want to go and have sex with a friends of benefits and not have any strings attached because sex is fun for you and if it's not fun for you in that way just in the pure act of it um don't do it and also number two is never be friends with benefits with an actual friend be friends with benefits with someone who you met specifically to be friends with benefits with along that vein vein i say similar advice but different direction i think i already forgot i was gonna say no i remember okay um about intentions okay so my two big keywords when it comes friends with benefits or any kind of hookup 
type situation is intentions and boundaries. Oh my god, I should write a book called Intentions and Boundaries. Intentions and Boundaries. Wow. IBS. <laughs> Irritable bowel syndrome or Intentions and Boundaries <laughs> with Sydney. Um, guys, I think I have IBS. Anyway, oh, I've been no. so bloated this whole week. It like actually hurts. Okay, oh, yeah. sorry, you guys need to know that. Um, Where is your appendix caving in on you? Just kidding. Yeah, no, I genuinely did not know. I was like, it could be either. Um, <laughs> okay, so Intentions uh, and Boundaries. Intentions. Are you being quote unquote FWBs with this person because that's what's right for your mental space. Like you want to have a physical relationship and not do anything emotional or mental. Or are you doing it because you actually want to be with that person, but they're not offering it to you. So you are, um, what's the word? Fuck. What's the oh, word? You're, you're um, accommodating. No, I know. Um, it's S. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That word. It's so really an elementary word. Um, you're sacrificing. Yes. Yes. Bro. Guys, we're are we okay? third grade <laughs> You're sacrificing your happiness and your desires just so you can have a semblance of a guy or a girl or a partner that you like. I think make sure, number one, that it's what you want to do. Void of what they think, it's what's best for you and your mental health and your situation. I think it's the first thing. And second thing is boundaries. If you don't want to catch feelings, establish the boundaries of your relationship from the get-go. We're not going on dates. We're not holding hands. We're not having lovey-dovey talk. We're chilling out as friends sometimes it might get physical or maybe you guys can hang out and kiss but you guys have decided like we're not going to discuss feelings or we're going to blah blah or talk about other people with each other whatever as long as you have boundaries set that you guys both agree to and respect i think you'll be fine and remember your boundaries can always change exactly but like have that initial conversation and understand what each other want yeah. and you can revisit in three months and you could even say like we're thinking this now we'll revisit in a few months dude also this ooh. is hilarious wait you go first sorry just came to my mind yeah, we it. are inventing a crime for the rule right now yeah we are called the what's the three called not a trilogy the trifecta yes or the what's clover the, the what's that thing clover. what's that thing called with holy the spirit the god yeah. of holy trinity the trinity yes. trinity that's the word yes. sorry guys i swear i'm christian okay no. um the <laughs> trinity um the three 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 rule three days three weeks three months wait three dates three weeks three months. yes three yes. dates three weeks three months thank you you're welcome air your checkpoints yes. mental health wise emotional wise physical wise sexy time wise after three dates how do they make you feel where do you see yourself going with this what do you want what are your intentions i is for the three dates when it comes to three weeks is when you start establishing boundaries the b word and that's when you're deciding okay should we limit this should we keep going should we discuss if we're dating if we're serious if we're exclusive that is when that conversation needs to happen when it comes to three months it's for c communication deciding whether or not something you want to keep pursuing or something you want to limit why am i literally why are we being great school teachers right now this is awesome literally. i'm literally Oprah. i'm bringing oh, i'm about to graphic the hell out of this i'm gonna see three, three you're gonna see threes all over your story tomorrow you're welcome you're welcome i feel brilliant right now so yeah you are really the three rule three dates three weeks three months intentions boundaries communication wow also this is hilarious i think like I enjoy and like tell me if you feel differently or the same or something but like I feel that I can only talk to my fuck buddies when I did have fuck buddies I love you pony boy when I did have fuck buddies I could only talk to them as foreplay and then after I came if they you've tried to be like so anyway like how's your sister I'd be like no yeah no I've had a couple but it's either like last for three years or last for like a month like there's no in between it's like some guys are so strictly friends I'll never see it happen again with like and others I literally fall in love with so yeah anyway next question um how to approach a guy in a bar or in public and get them or get them to approach you in return um 
I'm asking to be really short because As about, you I can guess, go first. Yeah, I think just be approachable it. because I think either way, number one, they don't have to come. You can go to them, girly. Get, yes, get the confidence. I've done that before. It's really scary, but even if they say no, I feel proud of myself for having three seconds, three again, three seconds of courage to do what I wanted to do or go after what I want. But I think also just be approachable because no one's gonna want to approach someone who like doesn't look kind or looks like unhappy or looks mean or looks like full of themselves whatever like just be approachable be kind be sweet and if you're not into them or not just you know, be respectful and evaluate from there yeah, yeah like there's a way to know that you are the hottest woman in the room yeah. without being a snob yeah. you know and being completely on a that's a problem that i find among influencers these days is like you can know or like think that you're the best but like when you actually show that to other people in a rude way is when you become completely unapproachable you know what I mean because like you can have confidence and you can portray that obviously no one's telling you that you shouldn't love yourself and be confident especially in a social setting but like when you start to turn that into animosity and higher than thou snottiness turning my nose up towards you well that's when you become completely not approachable the same goes with men the same goes with women and you know who really needs to start learning that men because sometimes I go up to men and they're just like and I'm like like, I'll really bark at you uh, Cindy's totally right and like following her point is like when you go up to a guy my number one tip is number one go up to the guy like who fucking cares because a lot of guys especially after COVID are super shy and they like won't come up to you and it'll be awful so go up to them but read the signs and don't be awkward like if they're on their phone or if they're too busy talking to their buddies and if they're clearly not interested don't take it personally because the second you start to take it personally is the second you're never going to do it again so just take it as like they are cheating on their girlfriends or like they're like literally make up a scenario in your head and just know like it's not personal they're just not that into you what i'm trying to say what i'm trying to implicate is the way that you handle that scenario implicate imply and what does implicate mean implicate is like let's say you committed a crime i'm trying to implicate you i'm implicated oh my god what i'm trying to indicate imply Imply. (laughs) i'm I'm so hard to just come up with synonyms now but what i'm trying to apply is that the second you realize that it's it's all just a a big big game the better off you'll be especially approaching men in bars i hate games and restaurants i find bars i'd be like ugh I yeah. hate games. I hate the, like, oh, I want to chase you. Like, no, I'm not running. Um, Next question. I got ghosted by a guy, but I can't stop thinking about him and the good times we had help. Girly. Um, number one, sometimes it really helps me just to say something. Like, even the guy ghosted me, I'm like, I'm done. Ooh, it's actually retired people from me before. Like, I've just been like, you're literally a grown man. You don't know how to respect women. And I think it's really rude. There's one girl I follow on TikTok that, like, writes scripts of, like, what to say to guys when they do certain things to you. I just said that to him get off my chest because it made me mad that like we had such a good time and like he promised to call me and all this stuff so I just said something and we had a very good talk about it and like we're fine now I mean I'm gonna talk to him again but like at least not hate him but I think also we like to or not say we I'll speak for myself I like to romanticize things so like I'm like oh we had such a good time we had a great date we had like such a good time together I really like this guy but then I'm like ignoring or overlooking so many negative aspects of things I'm like avoiding now that I should be happy about because you know like now I'm free to do whatever I want I can respect myself allow myself to be happy with a guy who actually wants to be with me I don't have to beg for attention from so I think while yes it's hard to like not forget about the good times I think just be realistic because it's very easy to romanticize and like block out negative things or like things that you're overlooking or trying to justify because you want to be with that person yeah I get so Sorry, the question was, how do you stop thinking about a guy? Yeah, like, ghosted you. I stopped thinking about the good times. Okay. 
I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Like this actually is stumping me because I mean, I just I know like what I do is I just go back out and find another guy. I just focus on reality. Okay. Because like sometimes I feel like if I go seek another guy, I'm going to. Well, you're better at handling emotions than I am, but I'm going oh, to project you. whatever I felt from that past relationship onto the new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a guy who wants something casual in quotes, but he acts and treats me like his girlfriend. What do I do? <laughs> Girly. So he wants something casual. He says he, he wants something casual, it. but he treats her like his girlfriend. Okay. Um, I think that's a, a problem with boundaries and a problem of intentions because you can't expect, uh, he can't expect you to give him wifey treatment and be there for him and treat him this way and drive him this way and get him lunch, cook him dinner, etc. If all he wants out of it is, he's trying to get all the benefits of a relationship without having to put in the commitment. AKA, he wants to be able to go fuck other girls or talk to other girls or do this or that, treat you any way he wants without having the responsibility or not feeling any guilt for doing so. So I think that number one, you need to keep him accountable for his words. If he wants you to be something casual, then you'll be something casual. You know, hanging out at night and cuddling and calling at midnight because you want to talk. Like, if that's what you want, then you need to start treating me like the way I deserve. You either want a girlfriend or you don't want a girlfriend. You want to be something casual, you don't want to be something casual. So I think, number one, revisit intentions, revisit boundaries, and let him know that he can't have all the benefits of being with you and being your boyfriend without having to put in the work for it. Yeah, and like I understand it's obviously scary to have these conversations, but like there's a way to do it. And even if you don't want to have a conversation, think about it in terms of this metaphorical scenario. Scenario. Like, it's all the time. I it's don't every really time. Say it like so that. But think about it in terms of like this. Make the first move yourself. There's a way to make it seem like you are not interested in a relationship if it is on your side. And I think like the number one thing here that we have to mention is like you have to understand where you what you want in this situation because he can want x y and z but he's giving mixed signals because he says he wants one thing but he's doing the opposite so at this point it's up to you to figure out what you want do you want a relationship with him do you not want a relationship with him and if you don't want to have the conversation with him you have to make it very clear with actionable signs i.e getting up and leaving every single time he does something that you don't want make it known cindy and i talk about it all the time men have dog brains so if you just take away what they want or what they are seeming like they want even though they say the complete opposite they're going to get the message or they're going to ghost you either way you'll be better off yeah and like it might be scary to bring something up or something because you don't want to like ruin what you have you might have feelings girly trust me i'm literally there been there done that but you need to establish that first like in your own head yeah number one like let yourself minute to yourself but then two, if you do it now, like seriously rip the band-aid off, it's going to help your mental health and your sanity so much more now. Because the longer you wait, the more feelings or feelings you get, the more attached you get, the more you want it to be something that it's not. So I think the earlier that you admit it to yourself and fix the issue or address the issue, the less you'll be hurt in the end. Yeah, exactly. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Okay, so we're going to move on to some of the longer ones we got in DMs before we go back to some short ones. So, besties. Sess with the pod. Thank you. I know I talked about first dates this week, but seriously, I can never get enough content advice about first dates. I just graduated college, and I'm trying to get better about first date anxiety and dating around in general. I dated plenty of guys, but I've always met them through mutual friends, but it's so weird trying to date in a new city where you don't know anyone. I'd love to hear more about y'all's perspective, particularly on dating in a big city and going on dates with guys you have no mutual connections with. Also, what are some good first date ideas, how to conquer anxiety about who pays, and keep conversation flowing, etc. So can we answer these, and if you can you name the first question again, because I already forgot um, it. Yes. Uh, basically, how to get better about anxiety about first dates with guys like you don't know, like people you don't have mutuals with, etc. Um, do you want to go or do you want to go? I have a few in my head yeah. right now. And I think number one is make sure to meet in a public place, especially if it's someone you're meeting in a dating app. Don't go over to their apartment on the first date unless you meet somewhere in a public place and then want to take it back to their apartment or your apartment don't meet in private don't meet in a secluded area like a smaller park in new york city don't do that do not do that that's crazy give someone your location it, never do that like, tell, oh my god i'm gonna like give all your friends their location. yeah let's say oh. tell like your best friend your roommate mm-hmm. anyone you can your mom where you are like where you're going to where you're being the person where you're being yeah. the guy and give share your location with them so they can track you if they need to even if it's like an uber share or whatever Maybe offer to pay for the Uber or like split it or Venmo ever so people who have your location will know where you're going. Yeah, that's that always lessens a lot of my anxiety about first dates. And also, I find not only is it safer to be in public and around a lot of people, i.e. a really casual restaurant, not a movie theater. Don't do a movie theater on the first date, please. You can't even talk. Like, not an AMC, not an IMAX, Climax, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Climax. Or what is it? Like a Regal Cinema. Like, don't do it. Just like, I, I really like 
so if you're in a big city, I really like secondary tourist attractions. So nothing like crazy touristy, but I, I really like thing, places you can walk, public places, really big parks, uh, places where you can really get to know the other person and have really long. Like Cindy inspired me the other day. She just went on a date with this guy and like they spent like four or five hours together and they just walked and walked and walked and just talked and got to know each other and like went to Ikea, like just fun little things like that that I think are perfect for first dates because you're not distracted. Like... I like public places because if you need a distraction, it's there for you. And if you need a way out, it's there for you. And also public environments for me as an extrovert make me feel really safe. But also at the same time, you have an opportunity to get to know the other person in an intimate yet fun-loving and casual way. And it gives you things to talk about too. Like your surroundings, people watching, things you want to do in the future with them maybe, like things that you like, etc. About anxiety, I think it's always easier said than done to be like oh don't be anxious because honestly you'll never know until you try because like I am both very social and also very awkward like I get shy about things especially like insecurity wise with guys but I think um one just to become more comfortable with myself saying like they obviously are into me for some reason if they're willing to go on a date with me if it doesn't work out like great I have a story experience and this person right now is not they're not my husband they're not my future partner they're just someone i'm meeting so i'm just gonna be myself talk laugh joke giggle etc and if it goes naturally it goes naturally and that's great if it's awkward then like it sucks for 30 minutes but then you can go home and laugh about it you know so i think just deep breath and rip, rip the band-aid off like just go do it once you like have your first couple of dates or like meetups with people i think it gets like a second nature it's, it comes more naturally get less nervous about it I think definitely talk a lot before you go on the date, like text for a couple of days or a couple of weeks or whatever. So you know something about that person that you like have established a comfortable rapport where you can have a conversation and it not be like forced or weird. Don't meet up with them like the day after you match. That's creepy. That is very creepy. I knew this one girl who would always make an excuse not to go on another date because she was obsessed with this guy who she was seeing for literally like two weeks. And so they went on like like, one date. Yeah. mm -hmm. She would like obsess over guys and like use that flimsy relationship as an excuse to not go on other dates because of her own insecurities so I think like the best way that I got over my anxieties about first dates was like telling myself in my brain like what if I didn't do it like what if that's the love of my life what if that's the father of my future children what if I dance with him to Frank Sinatra on Christmas morning and what if I'm missing out on all of that because I'm stupid you know and I don't don't let that be you Best think about what could be and trust me for every 10 awful dates you have you'll meet one amazing person that could literally change your life yeah. and keep that in mind like this could be the start of something new mm. feels so right to be here with you oh and now look in your eyes here it is feeling my heart the start of something Take new it. I what was another part of that question? Oh yeah. Um anxiety about who pays. I always offer to pay, or at least split it at least. I always expect to because number one, I'm an independent woman, I can pay for myself. And number two, I don't like when I like if men offer to pay, that's fine. But I don't ever want them to think that I owe them something. Because a lot of guys, and it's a sick mindset, and often it's not all guys, I'm not generalizing here, but it does happen often, where men think in their head, it's very 
a quid pro quo. Like if I pay for dinner, I expect you to come home with me. Because I'll be like, oh, I just pay for dinner. You don't want to come sleep with me or come back to my apartment. Or they'll be like, oh, all women. They just want their dinner paid for and then they give you nothing in return. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't owe you shit. I just met you. So I always prepare to split just in case. And if they, if they like insist and they're nice about it, that's one thing. But I think always offer or have, go with the intention of splitting just because that's what you should do and it's fair, you know. And how to keep conversation. I think it's kind of hard to force conversation. I think just... One, people love talking about themselves. So for me, I always ask a lot of questions or like, I have a few funny stories from my childhood I think are like very descriptive of me that I would tell. But I think um, questions are also a good way to know, get to know someone and also like get them comfortable talking because they're talking about themselves. Like, where'd you grow up? Like, how do you like being in a big city? Like, what's your part, blah, blah, blah. Why'd you move here? So you get to know things about them while also like breaking down barriers so they're like a lot more comfortable speaking. If Cindy has one talent, which she has many, 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 but she has one talent, Talking it's getting me. people to get, no, it's getting people to talk about themselves. Because like I notice even like you'll come home from a long day of work and you'll ask me like 20 questions about my day and I'm like, no, I've just been sitting here. And you're like, oh, but what about this thing that you told me earlier? And then I talk to you. And it, it makes you such a likable, like really, really approachable person. Oh my God. And I wish I was better at that, but Girl, I love talking about myself. I'm always like, I went to the event last night and I literally was just looking at my pretzel because I hate I'm I'm like not socially awkward I'm both social and awkward and it's a very hard thing to to balance (laughs) but regarding the check thing uh just to reiterate what Sydney said be fine with paying and I also think like a lot of men especially in New York City have like complexes and in that way they're really like traditional and they're like oh the man should pay oh girl my mom like okay like, if someone's demanding to pay for the meal because I've actually had a guy like physically get mad at me before for trying to put my card down and be like what are you doing that's like, a red flag that's so trashy you know what I mean that's a red flag yeah but he was hot and I wanted his dick so anyway I was like <laughs> I was like okay I mean shit you know like don't don't be too mean as you would in anything not just cause like oh you're a woman so don't be too abrasive that's not what I'm saying but it's like expect to pay but if you don't let them yeah. but don't I, if a guy gets aggressive about it though that's yeah. a huge red flag for me yeah it sure. freaks me out so i'm like you need to calm down if it's just a bill a match and a little thing about like you wearing low cut shirts or whatever okay new one bom, 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 bom. oh my god notice if we did that jellyfish they like picked the jellyfish up and the body fell out of it it was just the head what i don't know why i thought about that okay what are you talking about a long formal question number dos hey i have relationship problems i feel like you guys could have some insight oh my god for context, I'll admit I have trauma from past relationships, girly same, and mental illness. Y'all know, just girly things. Uh, my boyfriend and I have been doing long distance for like three weeks now because we've both been out of town. We do fight sometimes over very dumb stuff. I admit I overreact sometimes. But again, my past. And also he knows all that. But he just texted me this morning saying he thinks it's best we take a break and that he can't do this to his mental health anymore and that I overreact too much and I'm too much of a roller coaster. Just making me feel like I don't show him enough love or something. And now he just wants to give up on everything. When yesterday he was talking about our future together. I just don't get it. Do you have any advice? That's so weird to me. How I'm so sorry. Like, if you, I mean, at least I know this in myself. If you're thinking about taking a break with someone and about, you know, potentially ending a relationship, it, it blows my mind how you can be so on and off black and white, i.e., I mean, I keep saying IE when I really mean Ari. Ari, the pink song. You're hot and you're cold. You yes and you're no. I think it like blows my mind how people can like one day be like, our kids are going to be named Sally and Susie. And then the next day be like, actually, I think it's best you take a break and you're awful for my mental health. Like, I don't know why he's being really wishy-washy, but that almost makes me think that it's something external that has nothing to do with the girl. I think two, seven parts to this. Um, one, 
I think not everyone's built for long distance because some people, I think it's your love or attachment style where like you need to be in the same place and you constant reassurance, etc. And I think picking fights is very easy for people to like get out of that. You're finding things to pick because you're self-sabotaging, as I say to Sarah. Um, so I think that's one thing. And then two, I think if it's causing you guys both extreme stress, maybe it is best you guys focus on that primarily first before because I am the same both that you are with like trauma from past relationships, trauma from past experiences. And I think until you can fully heal from those, and then you never really fully heal, but comes to understanding of how you can identify how that's made you feel and how that can affect your future relationships and how you can combat that or address that with people is number one. But I think also realize that health, mental health for both of you is valid. And as Nick, is that Nick Viles his name, right? Nick Vial, whatever. I don't know, but you asked me the other day and I yeah. didn't know them. I don't really care about The Bachelor or Bachelorette. I don't like the show at all. Nick from The Bachelor? Yeah. Oh, okay. He, I, I hate that. I think that show is so stupid. He has a, a podcast slash a TikTok. And I was watching through them like a couple days ago. And he had one about breaks. And breaks are so hard because... They're so hard. They're so... They're, they're harder than a breakup. Yeah, because no one is... You don't establish rules. It just creates room for hurt. Because if you are like, thinking of taking a break from someone, it means you want to break up with them. And especially when guys propose it, obviously it's not generalization. But again, like we discussed earlier, it's allowing them the chance to keep the benefits and the foundation relationship, knowing that it's in their back pocket Meanwhile, they can do whatever they want with no repercussions, you know? Because some people do not establish boundaries when they first take a break. Like, we're not talking to other people. We're going to take five days to discuss things like with ourselves, with our friends, etc. And we'll come back together in a week and discuss how we feel. Right. That's a proper break. But if you're saying, I need a break from you right now, we'll, we'll find each other like later. If you're not establishing rules or boundaries, then it's, it's a pre-breakup. Yeah, especially if like, bless you, all good. Especially because, like, the word break implies that you literally need space to reflect on your own time individually, space is not word. in someone else's vagina. You know what I mean? So I think a break is more implied in, like, a break is more... A break is a breakup. Indicative space is a space. Yeah. of, yes, exactly what Sydney just said, but in better words. That she said, not me. She's the better one. So I think <laughs> if you need time to actually think in your... I think also intentions, again... Your intentions is to figure out the problems in the relationship and fix them, then you need space on a break. If your intention is to figure out be that person anymore, then it's a breakup. So I think figure out what yours and his intentions are and come to an understanding and, be, and obviously communicate because no way to guess what the person's thinking. You're going to make yourself feel worse by trying to guess instead of just communicating with someone, you know? So I'm very sorry that's happening to you. I, I feel you in every way possible. But I think, yeah, established boundaries. Oh my God, we keep going back to the three letters. It's like CIP, but CIB. Communicate, establish intentions, <laughs> yes, establish boundaries. Boom. Yes, I completely agree. Look at us. Wow. Oh, I was going to say something to the girl whose question we just answered. Um, let us know what happens because I want to know if this break works for you and if it because also I was going to say like I know I would never do this in a relationship but there is also like Sydney was saying such a thing is like let's break up like let's just break up for a little bit and then if things work out and if we realize that like all we want is each other then we'll like we'll come back to each other yeah. but like there, there's a like if you genuinely want to break up do it for a little and then if it works forever do it forever but I think like recognize that an, an option is 
simply making a clean break and then in two weeks evaluating but realizing for those two weeks you are not in a relationship and you have no obligations to each other that's also an option not a good option in my opinion but if it works for you i mean things work for different people so if it works for you that's awesome it's just not something that i would ever do but i don't know let us know how it goes yes we actually have like literally 90 questions left so we'll be doing a part three Mm -hmm. um or part two i guess this advice okay so one girly said hi another question for you mostly sydney oh my god i'm currently in an interracial relationship oh i cannot speak english i am mm-hmm. currently in an interracial relationship my boyfriend is white and i've had struggles with trying to explain my experiences to my boyfriend is it something that you've experienced that ever gets easier having to explain myself and my experience is a bit annoying and tedious at times just understanding or i'm wondering your experience and how you've had navigated relationships so take yeah, it away if you really don't know i love me the pink i'm kidding um <laughs> i tend to date white guys and they're, can I keep that in? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Pink. Um, <laughs> it's obviously not easy at times, but um, I think that jokingly, I always say like I am in racism, um, white boy by white boy. <laughs> but obviously, I don't want to explain myself, my experience every single time. Like, are you wearing a weave? Or oh my god, your makeup is so dark? Or blah blah blah. Like, it's like very things that guys understand or people in the internet that aren't microaggressions, but are, and they do hurt. They make me feel like shit sometimes. Like, can you twerk? Or like, oh, your ass is, like stuff like that, that people think are like complimentary or like joking that actually do have an effect on me. So I feel like having to navigate that has been hard, but it's something you just like get used to with life. But I think having a conversation early on, just being like, there are gonna be moments where we have cultural differences or understandings of things that are different, whether it's political, social, the way I dress, the way I eat, my family, like, I have never seriously introduced a guy, a white guy, to my family because I am scared about, like, not how my family's going to react, but how are they going to view me differently because our culture jobs are very different. And I have a fear of meeting their parents because there is a very big stigma around black women and the way that, like, they dress, they look, they act, if they're gold diggers, if they're ghetto, etc. So I think that, like, you're always going to have to deal with that in the back of your mind, like, being scared to meet parents or meet grandparents especially, or, like, how should I dress, how should I talk? Oh, the grandparents. Um, yeah, code switching, things like that. So it never really gets easier in that sense. But I feel like if I love the person, I will do whatever it takes to have a healthy healthy relationship with them, you know? But there does come a time where you have to make a decision if that person's worth it or not. Because, like, the person I'm talking to right now is not only different race from different country as well, and that country um, has literally no black people. <laughs> so I'm going to meet his parents and his grandparents. And like, I am scared about it. Like I am nervous, but I know that like, I am who I am. I'm a great person. I have value. I have worth. And I hope that they see that more than they see that my skin is brown. And, um, if they don't, then that's reality. That's life. And I have to deal with it. But I think just keep your value and your worth in your mind. Know that you're more than just your color of your skin. That's obviously a very important part of you and your identity, but you're also you you're a person that's deserving of love and value and appreciation etc so keep that in your mind also but yeah you get used to it after a while and sometimes it sucks but um i think having the conversation early on is very very beneficial and like learn things about them too because they could have some weird shit going on too when do you think it's like a good time to have that conversation with your significant other you um me personally the guy with now uh literally the first date uh. but um like people I've been with like long term it's something that never goes away we still discuss it now because like meeting family and stuff like that happens later down the road or like culture when it comes to weddings or going on dates things like that or music so I think something that's always present but sometimes it's a good moment of like education 
not in the sense of like you're burdened with teaching them things, but like you get to see new you get to see and explain new views and perspectives on things, which I think is kind of cool. But yeah, I, like I said, I am literally any racism every one white boy at a time. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm almost there. Oh, I want some beignets now. Almost there. Oh, the beignets at Disney World. Have you ever had a beignet at Disney World? Um, I mean, no shit from Disney. They probably put some brainwash shit in there. Hey, hey, That means hey. racist as hell. I'm not taking any history. Hey, <laughs> come with me anyway. If you live in California or LA, go to Beignet Box. It's the best beignets I've ever had in my life. I'd really dream about it. Beignets. I know, I'm so excited. I'm going to go visit Sydney over the summer in LA, and I'm going to go get some beignets. I'm so excited. <laughs> Yeah, so if we didn't get to your question, we're really sorry, but we're going to do a part two and maybe potentially even a part three. Maybe the part three will be a mini, who knows? But we will get to everyone's questions, especially like if we wrote you back on Instagram and said that we were going to get to it, we are going to get to it. We're trustworthy people. You can trust us. We're your best friends. So just have a little faith and we'll get there. Um, thank you so much for the overwhelming response. I did not think it was going to get this much attention from both uh, us asking in the episodes and the Instagram story we posted, the little answer box. We got so many responses. Um, you guys are awesome. We're so appreciative of you. We have the best fans, followers, subscribers, whatever you want to call it. Community. We have the best We're community. Your fans too. Follow us on social media, so Instagram and TikTok. Everything will be at Crying in Public Podcast, or YouTube included. We do many episodes once a week on our YouTubes and full episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. So catch up. We have a lot of episodes out. Um, we were charting last week or two weeks ago, so we're really excited about that. And I think we're still charting, but um, give us a listen, and we love you guys. Bye. Give us a listen if you didn't already listen to this episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.